Hello and welcome to another edition of the Landlord and Tenant Podmess, the only show that has the balls to ask the question, can a landlord and tenant be buddies? I'm one of your hosts, I'm Landlord James. And I'm the other host, I'm Tenant Mike. James, you seem a lot more energetic than usual right off the top. Usually I, when I go back and listen to our episodes, you seem very... Um, Low energy, kind of weak, almost, off the top. So it's nice to see that change. Interesting. Are you sure you're not listening to yourself? Because pretty much everyone I've talked to said that you very much sound like the sort of cuckolded beta male person. That uh, No, I know what my own voice sounds like. Mm. Uh, I'm pretty sure I know what my own voice sounds like, James, but thank you. I'm uh, pretty sure I that. know what my own voice sounds like, and I completely disagree with you. All right. Um, Here we are, another exciting episode, though. I, I, I'm uh, looking forward to Can a landlord and tenant be buddies? Can we? Can we? Very likely not. <laughs> we shall see. It's uh. the battle that's been going on since the dawn of time. Uh, so, James, um, I guess we have some uh, housekeeping to do right off the top. A few that's episodes true. ago, we had a new segment called Listener Calls, I believe. You no, know, it was Hotline Bling. That's right. It was called Hotline Bling. And our first call on Hotline Bling was from a good friend of the show, a young man by the name of Aaron Eaves, who had uh, been a contestant in our Landlord and Tenant Podmess Travel Bug Contest. That's right. He came on the show. He was very depressing. He was an incredible bummer. He's not the kind of guy you'd want to hang out with, well, but... I, I didn't find him to be those things, but continue. <clears throat> Fair enough. He was just a bit of a downer. Um... And but he he is a big fan of the show. He listens to every podcast. Huge. He's one of those guys that knows all the details more than we do. Yeah, um, almost like um, that uh, the Kathy Bates character, sort of in Misery, or uh, what's that movie with De Niro, The Fan? Yes, the yes. Fan. He's obsessed. Let's yeah. be let's be real. Mm-hmm. But that's good. And being obsessed with the show puts money in our pockets, baby. Certainly does. So thank you, Aaron, for that. Anyway, um, Aaron, being such a good listener, uh, also was so far the only person to buy into the Landlord and Tenant Freedom Fund, a new RRSP I've started. Um, And one of the requirements of signing up for that uh, retirement fund is that he had to take a a legal suitcase of ivory for me into Australia. And just I'd like to point out again that uh, Aaron did not know what was inside of the suitcase as he crossed the international border into Australia. Buyer beware. As they say. Right. Buyer beware. Anyway, so yes, Aaron called us from Australian prison, where he was not in a great spot. He wasn't. He seemed uh, frightened. You could hear it in his voice. He seemed uh, uncertain of what the future had in store for him. Typical leftist reading in emotions into the phone call. He seemed fine. Go back and listen two episodes ago and tell me that guy's not fine. Well, he seemed to be in distress. Um in a prison in Australia. Keep in mind, this is a guy who, you know, didn't have a lot of opportunities in life. He's very nice. Oh, some would say naive. Yeah, well, prison's probably an upgrade, considering his how his life sounded here, working in Dairy Queen. Anyway, he gave us a call from the... No Aust- offense, Aaron. I know you're listening. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Aaron. Um, and, uh, and he gave us a call from the prison. He seemed like he was in... Uh, he was in distress. He asked us if we could send him some money to cover his legal bills and if we could speak to someone in the uh, Australian or in the Canadian consulate in Australia. That's right. And if anybody who knows me knows I don't believe in handouts, so obviously I'm not going to give the guy money. He got to work for it. Um, so that didn't happen. I didn't send him money. Did you? I did send him. I sent what? him twenty dollars, and I'm not. I don't know if that's going to make much of a difference paying these legal bills. Okay, no offense. I didn't send him money, but if I did, I would have done more than $20. Well, maybe... That's not going to do anything. Maybe if I had a job that paid me more, I would be able to send him more. So you see how that works? It's uh, trickle-up economics. I also made a call to the Canadian consulate in... Uh, what's the what's the capital of Australia? Canberra. Yes. Not Cranberry. (laughs) Canberra. A funny city. I mean, they do have funny names for things in that, that country, so I wouldn't uh, be surprised if they did call it uh, Cranberry. But the Canadian consulate had no information for me on uh, his sort of whereabouts, how he was doing, his health, his you well-being. Know, I may I may take the blame for that one because, you know, I did have to get sort of the whole fake ID routine for Aaron when he went into Australia, and I told him not to bring any of his own ID. Okay. Thinking that would be helpful, 
So did he have a Canadian passport? Yeah, he did, even? but it didn't say Aaron Eves. What did it say? Uh, it said Bernie Schmidt. So okay. that might be the issue there. Bernie I Schmidt. thought I was helping Aaron because I thought this won't go on your record. Well, now he's screwed, I guess. Well, you've screwed over both him and whoever this Bernie Schmidt. I'm assuming this is a stolen passport or was it just simply made up? It was stolen. Uh, yeah. So apologies to Bernie Schmidt, uh, my dentist. All right. Um, anyway, this is all to say that we're, we're not exactly sure what became of Aaron. Uh, there have been some conflicting reports from Australia about where he is. Um, some say he's still in the detention center in Australia. Others say that he has been moved. That's right. Um, now, I'm a big dark web user. Um, it's the only way to know you're just getting full privacy uh, in your web surfing. And there's a rumor floating around on the dark web that I found that said that maybe... Uh, a sort of a Kiwi drug gang had busted into the prison Aaron was being held at, I guess, to release one of their gang members. Right. And they might have taken Aaron as some sort of human shield slash slave. Not really sure. Oh, God. So there's a chance that Aaron is in New, uh, New Zealand with this drug gang. I don't know what's going on there. Doing but their bidding, perhaps. Perhaps. So, Aaron, if you're listening, I'm sure you still have, I'm sure they have Wi Fi, so I don't know why you wouldn't be listening. Uh, let us know. I hope you're okay if you're in New Zealand with this uh, Kiwi gang. Absolutely. And if he is, uh, Aaron, if you are with this Kiwi gang, please take care of yourself. Please be careful. Uh, use caution because these Kiwi drug gangs, they don't, um, I hate to use this phrase, they don't fick around. Mm-hmm. And that's I, the way they say it there. What, fick? We didn't fick around. Oh, okay. In um, New Zealand. I got a real rich little thing going on over here. Hey, Mike, doing a no. fun impression. He was not accents. known for doing New Zealand accents. He was known for doing celebrity impersonations. Well, hey, can we also say this is must set the record all time in podcasts for most times the word kiwi has been used. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. <laughs> oh, it's got me feeling a little bit hungry now for one of those delicious little fruits. Well, anyway, Aaron, uh, yeah, let us know. Best of luck and hope you're hanging in there, mate. Right. Um, so that takes care of that bit of business. What else is going on, uh, Mike? Well, I think it's about time we launch into our brand new segment. This is exciting. We have a brand new segment to premiere uh, on this episode, and it is a fun, little fun idea. The world's in such chaos and disarray these days. We thought it'd be nice to do just a, a silly segment. So this, so here's our the world premiere of our brand new segment called the Landlord and Tenant Podmess presents Brain Farts. Brain, Brain farts. farts. And there was the theme music that Wait. I selected. Yeah, what about the I that's not the music I wanted for Brain Farts. Play the play the one oh. I I chose. Okay, so this is a bit uncomfortable, but uh there are two different versions of the theme for our Brain Farts segment. The first one you heard was the one I wanted. Um I think it's very nice, and this is the one that James wanted, which I opposed for reasons you will now hear. <laughs> yes, I That's... really don't like that one. Why? It has it's, it makes the listener feel uncomfortable. It's rude, and it's it's not something an entire family can enjoy. A, f- a fart. Yeah, yeah. You're, a fart. You, a fart is too rude for you. It's just it. Le- it's a gateway noise, and it makes you think of all sorts of disgusting bodily functions and sex things, and and you know like, uh, liquids that can spurt out of this hole and that hole. And have you been on like YouTube, Mike, and seen what humor is these days? Yes, I've been on YouTube. Like this is what's. Current, okay? Noises like that. So fart noises like that, like this, that is current? Yes. Yes. You're stuck in a, you know, uh, turn-of-the-century Sherlock Holmes humor. Welcome to the modern age. God. Anyway, listeners, let us know which theme you prefer. Yeah, the... I'm expecting to win this one. My one or James's one? 
Anyway, our segment, we're really fighting today. Um, this segment is just a fun look at some, some occasions during the week where we've each experienced a brain fart. Um, I'll go first. My okay. first brain fart this week was when I um, woke up on Wednesday morning and I put oatmeal in my French coffee press first thing in the morning. And I was almost, uh, I boiled water and almost poured it in there when I realized, Mike, what the hell are you doing? That's oatmeal, not coffee. <laughs> and I had to throw the oatmeal um, away. Well, that is quite a brain fart. And I imagine an expensive one for you. Oatmeal must be a luxury breakfast. Well, not a luxury, but I was pretty mad that I had to waste that portion. Mike doesn't have a lot of money. Okay, <clears throat> on to my first brain fart. And this is a funny one. Um, I um, went on a date um, this week. And had a very nice time. Ooh. And my brain fart was I allowed myself to feel an emotional connection with a sexual partner. So, uh, brain fart. Huge, silly uh, mistake on yeah, my end. I'm not, interesting. I'm not sure that exactly, that exactly qualifies as a brain fart. Um, I think it is. It's sort of more of a personality defect more than Well, it felt fart. like a brain fart. And it has mm. been... Brushed away. Well, uh, different farts for different uh, strokes. Uh, My second brain fart of the week was, this just happened uh, before you came over to my apartment to record the podcast. I was taking a shower. Uh, Thanks for noticing. (laughs) And um, I got out of the shower, and I looked in the mirror, and I realized, Mike, what the hell? You forgot to wash the shampoo out of your darn hair. And so I had to get back in the shower, turn it back on, and wash the shampoo out. And it. So was I it all? I don't know how I forgot that. Wow! So it was just all. Fart. It was all soapy and shampooy. Uh, yep. Oh, how just lathered up in my hair there. Yeah. Now that's a brain fart, not your one. Okay. Well, it that was a brain fart. Well, I have a second brain fart here that's also pretty funny. I was taking an Uber the other night, and I called the Uber driver. Dad. What? Brain fart. <laughs> now, that is a brain fart. Yeah, I don't know what the hell I was thinking. I we guess, can all relate to that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, I guess he reminded me of him or something, or I don't know, his smell. I don't know. Weird. It was weird. It was very, <laughs> very weird. I remember once calling a teacher dad. Um, and I, yeah, I think everyone can relate to that. Uh, my third brain fart is um, just, uh, it happened last week. I forgot, and I can't believe this happened because I've been doing it for so many years. Uh, I forgot to send my old high school bully his monthly e-transfer, and boy, did I get an earful! Brain fart. What? Yeah, I'm. What are you talking usually about? Usually, I send it. Uh, I send the e-transfer one hundred and fifty dollars on the fifteenth of the month, and in March the fifteenth came and went, and. I got an angry email saying, like, where's my money? And then I realized, like, oh, my God, brain fart. I forgot to send my old high school bully the e-transfer. Why do you send your high school bully money? Yeah, I send him every month, I do. Oh, good God, been, Mike. We have an arrangement. Uh, now, I suppose calling him my high school bully isn't really correct. He's my, also my current bully then, I guess, if you think about it that way. Dude, I don't know. Um, well, that is, I guess, a brain bit fart. of a brain fart. Are you going to send it off? Oh, I got, I, as soon as I got the angry email, I, uh, I was typing like the Dickens on my, uh, on my keyboard. Okay, there's another brain fart. All right, my last brain fart is, um, <clears throat> the other night, the same night I called the Uber driver dad, I, I, I don't know, I don't, I don't want to say I blacked out, but I was drunk, and I was a bit, like, not really paying attention to what's going on. And I don't know, I just found myself following that Uber driver to his house and then just kind of watching him get in the house and then just kind of watching him in the window a bit and seeing him with his really family and yeah. Brain fart! So, so wait, you he dropped you off at home and you got in your own car and followed his car back to where he lived? Yeah, yeah. That's I don't know why Very, I, very unusual. I, yeah, it is odd, I guess. Yeah, combined with the calling him dad. Uh, yeah, not sure if that's a brain fart. The second part of this Uber I think story. A, I think it's a brain fart. It's I don't know. Who knows? Really? I didn't really. I mean, I guess. Why do you think you followed him home? Like, why? What was so? I don't know. I compelling. mean, maybe, maybe he reminded me of my dad a little bit or something. I don't really. Know. Yeah, maybe. 
Do they like wear the same? Do they look the same or have the same sort of cologne or something like that? <clears throat> well, I, I don't know. My dad left, you know, when I was really young, so I actually, I don't know. I don't really know him at all. Really, yeah. you just felt this weird father son connection. That's so interesting. I'm just putting this together right now. Your dad left you when you were very young, and you have done uh, the exact same thing with your son. You've left him when well, he's at a very young age. Isn't that interesting? Well, well, what well. Are, it's completely different. That is completely how, different. How is that different, James? My son is Russian. I'm not Russian. Okay. No. My dad did a bit, made a baby with my mom. I didn't make a baby with my mom. I made it with the. I she shall not su- be named. I never suggested you made a. I never suggested you made a baby with your okay, mom. Okay, good because I'd be like, dude. Uh, it's completely different. It's completely different. Anyway. I mean, it's very, they share, It's very. There are similarities there. I don't want to talk about my dad anymore. All right, all right. Well, that's the end of the Landlord and Tenant Podcast presents Brain Farts. Here's my theme. Brain, Brain farts. farts. And here's my theme. Brain, Brain Farts. And there we are. Well, Mike, um, this has been a, a, I think, a feisty opening segment, yeah, and, but and, and fun, enlightening in, in many ways as well. Yeah, me for me too. Um, why don't we take a break and why don't we come back with our very fun guest? I'm all about it. Welcome back to your favorite podcast, everybody. The Landlord and Tenant Podmas Podcast. It's your favorite one. Uh, right now, we're going to bring on this week's guest, and it's very exciting. I can't wait to see how you react, James. I'm, well, I'm looking forward to, to meeting this person. <laughs> um, well, as I mentioned in the first part of the show, James, you and I have been at each other's throats lately. We've been fighting like cats and dogs more than usual, mm-hmm. and so I thought it would be very helpful and interesting for us to try and work through our problems genuinely. So please welcome this week's guest. She's a therapist. Oh, no. Uh, her name is Dr. Ebony Rosen. Welcome Hello. to the show, Thank Ebony. Thank you, Michael. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. James, it's wonderful to meet you and look in your eyes. Already, I do not like what you're doing. I do not trust you. I do not believe in therapy. I am in the Tom Cruise school of this is all BS. Remember he said that on the Today Show? Well, he said psychiatry is a scam. I think he was mostly talking about postpartum, but yeah. Okay, well, that's yeah, how I, I really feel. hear that. I hear that you're experiencing a lot of rage. Now, Ebony, I warned you that this was how James was going to react before uh, you, you came to, to record today. So um, you've been warned. You know what? I feel prepared. You know, this is something I really specialize in. Um, my specialty as a non-licensed uh, practitioner is um, healing the wounds um. of dysfunctional male friendships. That's been my background and my passion. So, so I'm really excited to be here. Great. Now, just, I just wanted to um, ask you one thing about what you just said there. Is you said that, first of all, it's great that you specialize in dysfunctional this, this, yes. male friendships. friendships but specifically, you also... Yep. You, you did mention that you're unlicensed, and that sort of made my ears perk up and go, uh, what's this? Well, you know what? You don't, you don't, just because you called me doctor, and technically I'm not, I, I have um, been warned not to use that word. But, um, oh. you know, you don't need a license to be a human being and to see two men who are friends in pain. And right. that's something that I can really help out with, because I've, uh, you know, I've done the research, I've read the books, and I've been told that I work wonders. And, you know, the best part is you can't be suspended from something that you have not been allowed to participate in. So the medical board has nothing on me. <laughs> right. Well, that's actually a smart strategy. But Thank can you. I say this? Um, I have a healthy distrust of any quote-unquote therapist. Well, there's so, nothing healthy about distrust. Okay? Well, in this instance, we'll That's see. so interesting to hear. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Well, why don't you tell us your credentials? How about that? Okay, well, I don't love the word credentials. It's not my favorite word. But I do want to make you feel safe, um, and, and boundaries are important. So I will tell you how I came to be here today, if you will. Did I you take the TTC? <laughs> yes, I did. I don't have a car. So before I hopped on the, before I rode the rocket to be here today, right, um, I rode the rocket to the stars of my own heart. 
and what I wanted to do. And that's always been to help people and heal them. And after I failed to get into a series of medical schools, um, as well as just even kind of liberal arts programs that could lead you towards a degree in therapy, I thought, what's my path? What's my way? And what's a relationship that regular therapy, you know, doesn't always cover? We see a lot of couples counselors, parents and children. What we don't see a lot of is uh, healing helpers who help heal the harmonious lack in male friendships. And that's where I come to the fore. I specialize, right. as I've said, in healing dysfunctional male best friendships. And they aren't always best friendships when they start, but by howdy, when I'm done with them, we're talking best friends. I can already see that by the end of this session, I'm going to be hugging James tight, and he's going to be hugging me back, oh. and we're going to be just You're going to be pressed palm to palm singing your heart song. I guarantee it. I <laughs> guarantee we will not. Um well, why why did, did that interest you? Male friendships. Well, you know, it's I I'll be honest with you. I grew up. I spent a lot of time as alone as a kid. And are you familiar with the show Perfect Strangers? I am. Yeah. Well, I remember watching that as a kid and going, "There's a market here." Okay, these cousins don't need to be in such a state of disarray. Uh, and in the end, you know, we turn. It turns out they really love each other. And I thought, you know, I'm no doctor of TV, and I'm. No t- Doctor, period. But I thought, <laughs> this seems real. And could I bring this realness to the realness of male friendships around me? And I think if we can heal male friendships, we can heal the world. Well, it, it, it's interesting you brought up Perfect Strangers because there were times, I remember watching that series when I was a younger man, mm-hmm. thinking, my lord, Cousin Larry looks like he just wants to strangle Balky to death in this in this situation. He He would get so mad. But is and that I because he, was on he the saw verge. something of Balky in himself? Oh, interesting. I mean, maybe sh- he saw a part of himself that seemed a bit foreign, a right. bit. What country is this guy from? I thought, think there's a little Balky inside of all of I us. I think there's a little Balky inside of all of us. It, is, it turns out there's a lot of pop cultural references. They're inside of all men. That when we bring them to the fore, right. they're going to learn about who they are. Well, allow me to say that I actually know Mark Lynn Baker, the actor who played Larry, and wow. I think you'd think your theory is BS, my personal opinion, but okay. Well, it might interest you to know that Mark Lynn Baker is a former client of mine. Oh, well, you've been served, it James. It interests you to know that Mark Lynn Baker and I have literally been clubbing in Phoenix together, and you well, learn maybe- a lot more about a guy at a club with him partying then you will in a therapy session. Well, I'll tell Sorry. you this. Mark Lynn Baker couldn't even set foot in a club with another man until he was finished with my services, okay? Wow. So that special friendship you have is thanks to me because he was very mad at Bruce Willis when Moonlighting, you know, helped him take off into a film career and that didn't happen for Mark. Oh, was Mark and they, jealous that he didn't get to, to hit Mark the Mark was very screen. jealous that he didn't get his own, t- you know, d- diehard. And so that is why they came to me and they're still the best of friends. They go clubbing together all the time. And that's why Mark is willing to go clubbing with you. So maybe it's a good thing. Male relationships are totally dysfunctional. Like that's how men are ever. Has that ever occurred to you that maybe that's just how men are? Mm. Like I Mm. hate, Mm. you know, not no offense, Mike, but I, Basically, I mean, I'm not going to say I hate you, but we sort of... No offense. Take it. You know, we both feel that way about each other. And, you know, maybe that's a good thing. Michael, maybe do you that's hate how men are. James? I hate is a strong word. I strongly dislike him at times. And at other times, I don't, when I, I don't think about it. So if James was a personality quiz you were filling out, and mm. you've put strongly disagree with, yeah. what would it take to get you to... Uh, Strongly agree, or even agree, or even uh, no co- no answer. Oh God! No, I'm sure. There's, there's the mother of all questions. Mm. I no, no, did you notice that? What? There's the mother of all questions. You you clocked that mother. He said mother, and he's his like his girlfriend's old. I'm just saying. I'm I can psychoanalyze what? too. What are you doing? Bringing mother on love? the brain. No. no love knows no age. Love I knows no ha- age. Thank you. How? Love doesn't Please. have an age. I agree. How old is your girlfriend? She won't tell me exactly. Okay. She's in her mid to late 60s is wow. all I know. Okay. And well, love has some ages, but we can get into that right. later. Well, um, I, to answer your question earlier, I would say that James would have to completely change his personality uh, in, a, in an almost Ebenezer Scrooge-like about face for me to to like him. Well, maybe you need to bring the tiny Tim within out and show him the meaning of Christmas 
metaphorically speaking, you know, maybe we need to right. find the little bum-legged boy inside of you and let him emerge and, then, and coax James into the spirit of giving. Right. James, would would you be willing to change your ways if I melted be- your heart? Well, to me, Tiny Tim is a pathetic guy, right? No! Tiny Tim is pathetic, no? Well, yes, I so think you're basically polio. saying if He's Mike's pathetic, will I feel bad for him and become nice? No! Okay, well, what would it take for, for, for you to get to a strongly agree on Mike? What would it take for you to feel like he's someone that you can manage to spend time with? Wow, that is a tough one. I mean, it's tough because Mike and I have different interests. You know, he's all about mm. books and supper with his, you know, mumsy. And I'm all about partying and going to a beach and working out. I'm a steroid user. I, I, I'm a okay. gamer. You know, we're just, it's like we're from different times. I don't even know what Mike could do to, to, for me to strongly agree with him as a person. Wow. Okay. Well, it seems like there's a lot to unpack here. Just like as a quick aside, is Mumsy what you call your girlfriend? No, no. I've never used the term Mumsy uh, for anyone. I, I assume James was making fun of my weekly Sunday suppers with my mom, um, and who I don't call Mumsy. I call her mom. So that's what that's about, first of all. Okay. But um, no, I don't confuse. I, I can see you the way you're looking at me. I don't confuse my mother there's with no my girlfriend. Here. There's no judgment here. Thank there's you. There's no judgment here. She sounds so old, defensive, but Mike. there's no judgment here. I'm not being defensive. It sounds like there's a lot of defensiveness coming from both of you. I think. What? I'm not defensive. Okay. James, you're spitting a lot. That's the roid rage coming out. That's what I have to deal with uh, every week when we record this podcast, Ebony. Well, if you think that's a bad thing, let me pull off my shirt. Here. Please. Oh, God. Okay, what do you think? There's no need for that. There's no need for you to disrobe, although I can see the steroids are working, so yeah. well done there. I'm very well red, done there. right? Well done there. Water weight. You're making the doctor feel <sighs> uncomfortable, right, Evan? Again, we cannot use that word. We oh. cannot use that word, right, but right, right. thank you so much. Sorry, yes, sorry, and sorry. I'm okay. I'm okay. I'll tell yeah. you what my boundaries are, and this is about you finding what your boundaries are with each other. Right. Okay. Um. Perhaps we should try a little word association to try to get uh, oh, right. get closer together. I've always considered myself a bit of a word nerd, so this is exciting. <laughs> Very good. I love the way you rhymed that. Okay. That's special. Thank you. So I'm going to say a word, and I want you both at the same time to say the first word that comes to mind. And if we can find a word that you both say, the same word, then we'll know that we've hit on something that can maybe be a joint interest for the two of you. Okay. I'm willing right. to give it a try. Okay. Ready? Here we go. Cranberry. Australia, country, Australia. Uh, ass. Okay, well, now... You know, you're like, that girl's got a cranberry ass. I have heard that, yes. What? Okay, so I can see that we're, you know, we got one of you just sort of nerding out on geography. We got another one just... It's because, in my defense, earlier I had made a... I had a slip of the tongue, and instead of saying Canberra, which is the capital of Australia, I said cranberry. (laughs) And so I guess it's on my mind and uh, I can't get it out of my mind. That is funny. Um, Now, you've gone a very separate direction here with with ass. Mm -hmm. What I'd like for the next word, don't, you know, I know, James, I noticed you hesitated. You waited for Mike to say his Mm -hmm. so you could kind of slide in your rude comment when he was done. This time, I want you to try saying the word at the same time. All right. Stare into each other's eyes and just both say a word. I don't want to look at this. Your next word. Oh, I feel like I'm looking into like a a black uh, uh, abyss. Well, feelings mutual. I feel like I'm looking into a stupid abyss. Well, at least something you both have in common is abyss. So that's something. Yeah, that's true. Right. Okay. Okay. So we're finding common ground here. You're both uh, just empty voids. So that's something to to hold on to. I guess that's true. Okay. Okay. Your next word is pantyhose. Uh, Sex. Wow. Wait, can I go again? Nope. No, you can't Can go, I go again, again? I Mike. Have, you I didn't are think of digging it. a big I didn't. grave, buddy. Woo-hoo-hoo-hoo. I thought you said something else. What did you think I said? Pasta supper, and it reminded me of my Sunday supper. No, you so said I panty- said pantyhose, no. and you heard pasta supper. Yep. That's interesting. That's really interesting. That's a lie. He hey. did not, pantyhose doesn't sound like pasta supper. We don't say who's a liar here, okay? Everyone is allowed to speak their Thank truth. You. I didn't lie about not being a doctor. That is a thing that I am not, and I'm very upfront about that with all of my clients. 
And you know what? I th- in a way, that makes me respect you more than an actual qualified doctor. Thank you. I love hearing that. I can't get enough of hearing that. And a lot of my male friendship clients, now that they're back together, uh, uh, do tell me that. You know, my goal here today is just to eventually have the, a, a photograph of the two of you, shirts off, arm in arm, in front of a pier, enjoying a couple of ice cream cones. That's the photo I take of every one of my uh, friendship clients when I'm done. It's sort of a throwback to um, 50s sailor culture, which is just something that I enjoy uh, kind of separately, the early films of Gene Kelly. Um, right. And, you know, I, I like to snap that photo when I finally get two men back to where their relationship needs to be. We've already seen you with your shirt off. James, so Michael, it's about getting you there. Oh, okay. With an I ice mean, cream cone. Uh, I'm not sure you really want to see. Mike's, Mike's too shy to take a shirt off. Well, guaranteed. wait till my services, and you'll see what happens. Mike right. seems like the kind of guy that has nipples that he doesn't want people to see. Am I wrong? That's not true. You seem like you have weird nipples. No? Do you have nipples? Michael? I have. Yes, I have nipples, and I I actually love everyone to see them. I just don't uh, need everyone to see them. Would you feel comfortable showing us your nipples today? Like We've right seen now? James's. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. You want to see my nipples right now? I think it would help everyone here if we saw your nipples right now. James, do you, do you want to see my nipples right now? You know what? Yes. James, now, as an act of faith, would you also reveal your nipples at the same time that Michael does? I mean, sure. For me, like, this is a- taking off my shirt is like... Nothing. So okay. Sure. And you're sure this is a way to. This ha- is a great. We've skipped like three steps. If you guys can get to the nipple test, All so right. I, I'm ready to do this on the count of three. Ready? Okay. I'm going to count right. for you. I'm going to count backwards from three because people find that more soothing. Three, two, one. Okay. Let's see them. Now I have to, of course, unzip my vest. Oh, come pull on. Pull it over my. This guy wears five hair. shirts at once. All right, there's one, and in just a few seconds, I'll get the other. Nipple, there we go. We've seen that of kind of undergarment before. Okay, now look. Look into each other's nipples. Tell me what you see. James's look like they're the nipples of a man who is on a lot of steroids, who probably, uh, and I hate to say this, might die soon because he's poisoning his body. Okay, can you say, now before we move on, can you say one positive thing about his nipples? They're very, there's like nice dry blood on them. Okay, so like you, it looks sort of nice if you, you know, it's red. So you like the color of the dried blood on his nipples? Yes. Okay, that's something. James, Thank why don't you. you go? What's the first thing you see about his nipples? All right, um, I'm looking at Mike's nipples. What do you see? Honestly, they're really close together. They're really close together. They're not. That's that, not just me, right? They're really close together. It's like they're on top of each other, not side by it's, side. They're not that close together. It's not like that. Ha ha ha! This is not the first time I've heard people say that. Great, funny joke. It's like a stop. It's like a traffic light, but they're both two red lights. Okay. Okay. Anyway, yeah. So I see a traffic light with two red lights. Let's use that analogy to say let's stop talking about how close together they are, okay. and why don't you find something positive to say about Michael's nipples? Oh, I mean... What's something you like about them? Yeah. They're round as hell. They're round They're as hell. perfectly round. Thank you. I'll give you that. Are these some... Would you say these are some of the roundest nipples you've ever seen? Yeah. Yeah, they're round. They're very... Yeah. It it runs in my family. Round nipples? Okay. Yeah, the men in my family are known um, for having very round, like perfectly round uh, nipples. Well, yeah, I it's like... that's something you didn't know about Michael before. No, I, I, that's true. I didn't. Um, Do you know about your your like father's or grandfather's nipples? Do, I don't did want to talk bleed? about my dad. Wow. But no, I don't know anything about my family's nipples. And as you can see, looking at my nipples, they're totally normal. So why would we talk about them? But now that's interesting. <sighs> the nipple test works every time. I got to say, it always unlocks something for men. And I see... I see here we're getting to the root of something because James, when the word father is mentioned, I can see your body physically clench. I can see you lifting your genitalia up into your body in discomfort. And when we use the word mother or mumsy, I can see a look of genuine confusion and consternation on your face. So you're both dealing with authority figures, older figures of the opposite sex that are causing stress for you. And I think that's not the opposite sex. Well, but it's the opposite sex. Of Michael's mom and girlfriend. Yeah, James, right. pay attention for once in your life. Hey, okay. no, it's okay. He's got a lot of confusion when it comes to father figures. So maybe this is a, a place we need to dive into and see if we can't find a way to mesh James's father figure with Michael's romantic mother figure. 
in a way what? that will allow you two to come together as friends. Are you just to put this together in my mind? Uh, are you suggesting that our that my mother and James's father have to date? No, but I'd be open to it. I'd be open to it. Okay. I mean, I'd have to ask my mom. Is your mom single? No, no. Parents still uh, happily married together. But uh, um, Okay. Well, that does throw a bit of a wrench in my plan, but that's okay. Uh, well, you know, I'm sure she'd be willing to do whatever uh, could help me. So. Wow. Now, that's a, now, do you feel the same way about your father? Well, First no. of all, is he single? I, I don't know. Okay? I don't know. You don't know if he's single? I don't know. No, I don't. He... I haven't, I mean, I, he's not in my life. I don't talk to him. So why would I know if he's single? And how long has your father been out of your life? <sighs> Since I was a kid. So? Do you remember how he left? Yeah. How? You want me to tell you how? I want you to tell me how. You can put your nipples away, by the way. You don't need to still have those out. Sorry. Can I leave mine out? Yeah, right if now? you like. Thank you. He left when I just remember being a kid and... Um, I remember my mom and dad and I went to Wonderland, Canada's Wonderland, for our listeners not in Toronto as a theme park. Wonderland's the one with all the fun. That used to be a jingle on local advertisements. I'm in the middle of a story. Do you mind? Like, Ebony, isn't that a... Great memory, but yes, we do need to let James finish his traumatic story. God. So I went to Wonderland with my mom and dad. And then I remember, I mean, it's not, a, it's not, it's a boring story. It's pointless to say. Are you sure you want to hear this? I think we both want to hear it, Michael. I love this story. All right. So I went you to- You love hearing this story. You don't love that the story ends with James being abandoned by his dad. Is that right? Oh, I plead the fifth. <laughs> there's there's uh, no laws where I'm concerned, okay? Because okay. otherwise I could get in trouble. So I'm at Canada's Wonderland with my mom and dad, and I just remember them buying me a big- swirl ice cream cone and my mom saying how about the three of us go on vortex the ride and then my dad goes no 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 i'm going on vortex by myself and it's not that interesting a story so he gets on vortex i guess i'll finish it so my mom and i are sitting standing in canada's wonderland and we're watching the vortex this this uh roller coaster and then we see my dad go on it and then as the vortex kind of like slowly reach goes up and reaches its peak, um, my dad fucking jumped out of the roller coaster and ran out of the park. He, ju- uh, he jumped from the highest peak of a roller coaster? Yeah, like he jumped off the ro- roller coaster and jumped onto a tree. And then we're like, what? And then he kind of like really quickly climbs down the tree and r- runs off. Never saw him again. Now, I don't want to get too dark here, James, but are you certain that you didn't just fully witness your father commit suicide or suffer a terrible accident? No, he ran out of the park. Wonderland? He ran out of the park. Because the top of the vortex, I mean, how high is that, Mike? The top of the vortex? Oh, I don't even want to think about how high it is. 80 I, feet? Yeah. Most men can't jump down 80 feet and he survive. Could. Okay. So he reminds me of the Batman or or Spider-Man. Is your father Batman? I don't know. I don't think so. That would certainly explain why he had to leave. Look, I don't know why he left. I assume he just got scared of the roller coaster and thought, oh, I got to get out of here. And then it was probably just, he probably just never got around to reaching out. Uh, I have a theory about what he was scared of. Please share this, He looked at his son, you, James, and was like, I don't like where this is going. And then he was like, I'm going to kill myself on a roller coaster michael. but he miraculously survived michael that's just what i'm imagining michael now we don't want to make james feel like he's unwanted here okay, okay? It's not my if job. you want to repair your relationship you can't make james feel like he's an unwanted a uh, small boy okay. you know what's that going to do to his internal tiny tim his abused and I don't damaged. have a tiny tim every boy I'm has jacked. a tiny tim I'm, inside of him that I'm, is I'm, the number one rule of man on man relational therapy Every boy has a tiny Tim inside him that needs to be nurtured and cared for and given polio medication. Listen, listen. The polio medication of friendship. I'm hearing that. I'm hearing that loud and clear, Dr. Evan. Great. So would you, again, you cannot use that word. Right. I'm sorry. I really need to ask you to stop. Evany's fine. Ms. Rosen is fine. Guru Rosen Rosen is fine. But please don't use the word doctor. Now, can you try to have another guess about why you think... uh, James's dad went tumbling off the heights of the vortex when he was a young boy? Uh, maybe he was scared of the vortex of responsibility that being a father involved, and he reacted badly. 
great. Very good, Michael. That puts the onus on James's dad. Right. And it was a fun pun about the name of the roller coaster. Yes. I, did you notice that? I, I did notice that. that. I, thought I thought that thought was, was excellent. Look, I know my dad's alive because I saw him on TV once. I saw him in the background of a Winnipeg Blue Bombers game in Winnipeg. So I know he was at least in Winnipeg. So you feel like you're seeing your father no, in I different places. No, I did see him. Now, if you are seeing your father in different places, do you think here today you could see your father in Michael? Oh, what the hell does that mean? Well, that could be a way for you guys to start relating. If you can start Pretend seeing Mike Michael my dad? as your father figure, maybe you can start healing some of your wounds and therefore heal the friendship, which is the most important relationship of all for anyone. Mike is not a, anything close to a father figure. I, He's like a little baby. No. Yes, you are. Look he can't at, even take care of himself. I am, I am definitely a father figure for you. What? Did I set a good example for the way a young man should live his life? He's been managing this nipple issue for years on his own. Mm-hmm. Guru Rosen, can I ask a question? Yes, and thank you for using that term. Oh, it's my pleasure. Um, thank you. Do you think that um, James fears me as a, uh, a father figure? and he, It's like an Oedipal thing where he, to, uh, to murder me, he has put me in this... Uh, Filthy apartment and turn my life into a living hell and try to tries to kill me basically all the time. Am I right? Well, you know that's an interesting interpretation. I don't know how long ago you read that play, but that's he actually kills his father quite by accident, not sort of a long con uh, about real estate. Really, I thought it was but a long con. I know kind of that's thing. a different play by the same uh, by the same Greek playwright, but that's a right. that's a different one. That call okay. that like, one's if called, I wanted you dead. He'd be dead. I don't need to. Now, what is that? Now, how often have you threatened Michael's life? How often is his life? He does it every just, episode. You just, th- you just threatened his life. Are you That's aware of that? That's not threatening his life. Okay, fine. Probably, yeah, maybe once an episode. I don't know. Once an episode. Yeah. So, and how often do you record these? Uh, once a week. So once, so four times a month, you're threatening Michael's life. Fifty-two times a year. Fifty-two times a year. Oh, okay. to be fair, I also you don't often take any do... time off at Christmas or anything. Oh, uh, I guess mm, to be honest, we did take a few weeks off before yeah. Christmas this year. Um, and while we're at it, I often threaten James's life as well. So Thank I'm no you. angel. Okay. Wow. So we're at a pretty low point in your relationship if you're just getting together once a week to threaten to kill each other. I don't think most other popular podcasts hosted uh, by two people the hosts don't usually threaten to kill each other every. Every week, as no, far as I, I know. get through with them, I'm trying to think of other uh, examples. Like, um, I think the as it happens, uh, the Barbara is it Barbara Bud, uh, Carol Off and Jeff, uh, the guy from the I, I don't Canadian. specialize in male and female yes. friendships. I oh, won't okay. do those, and I won't. Well, touch anyway, those. I've heard they want to kill each other, but I don't know. I don't know if any others. Uh, Interesting, Marin. Well, he doesn't have a co-host. I think he just threatens to kill himself every episode. Yeah. Well, yeah. Maybe he's your father. You ever think, I don't know the guy. Have you ever wondered name. if Mark Marin is your father? No, I hope not. Well, some something about his suicidal tendencies makes me think: was that him on the vortex all those years ago? Right. My dad was not trying to kill himself. He just, you know, got freaked out by the roller coaster and jumped out. We've all thought about it. Come on. Mm-hmm. Now, do you ever feel like your friendship with Michael is about like a roller coaster that you're trying to just constantly leap out of? Oh. Right. Yes, actually. Thank you for saying that was brilliant, and it was. And you do. Yeah, wow. Can I you do. describe what that feeling is? Um, I you're always feel up. like... You're going up. You're all strapped in. You're strapped in next to Michael. Oh, the horizon's yeah. getting closer and closer as the ground gets farther and farther away. What are you worried about is going to happen if you take the plunge at the top of that hill with Michael <sighs> by your side, arm in arm, shirtless or not? That's your choice. I'm not worried about taking the plunge with Michael. I Maybe just a think little sailor's hat. I'm not going to take this picture. Okay. Yeah. I'm not worried about taking a plunge with Michael. I'd usually just think I would like to get out of here now. I don't want to be here anymore. And yet you come back every single week, don't you? You come back every single week to Michael's shitty little apartment that you set up for him. And you record this with him. 
trying to determine if a landlord and tenant can be friends. So something about you wants to make that true. Master Ebony, can I ask you a question? I love Master. I haven't heard that one yet, but that one's not on the list of not allowed. Oh, I'm sorry. No, no, no. Please okay. use oh, it you again. Like it. I like it. Uh, do you think James is addicted to me, and that's why he comes back here? Because we're often, <laughs> we're often addicted. Hear me out. We're often addicted to things that aren't good for us. Maybe James thinks I'm not good for him, and he's addicted to me, and he can't get enough, and he can't. he's physically addicted to me. Maybe you both need your fix of each other. Have you thought about that? No. Have you thought about the fact that you might be addicted to James and this toxic cycle you're in? No way. It's actually a cycle of love. Oh, oh. fuck. Hmm, am I? Once I've said James? it, it's hard to oh, unsay God. it, isn't it? It's hard to unhear it now that I've said it. No, let me ask the question that Ebony has made me think about. Am I in love with James, Maybe. my landlord? Maybe. Huh. It's a common pitfall falling in love with your landlord. That happens all the time. Yeah, right. Something has something to do with a power imbalance. Right. I mean, well, I do have I do have power over you, and people like you are attracted to people with power. My, my gut instinct is that I'm not in love with you, James, and I'll tell you why. Because uh, you're you're a fella, and I I am attracted to to women. Um, so there's uh, you know strike one, and number two, even if I did like guys, I probably wouldn't like guys with beards. So why do you say that? You're, you're up Shit's Creek without a paddle, and that reminds me of um, one of my favorite. CBC sitcom. It's my favorite show. It's my favorite Shit's show. Shit's Creek. Shit's Creek. Why wouldn't... Uh, what do you mean, if you were, you wouldn't be attracted to men with beards? I just probably wouldn't... I would like a nice, smooth-faced guy. Whatever. But is it well, common for tenants to be no, in love with their landlords? Let me say this. This this process isn't about gay or straight or who you're attracted to or who you're in love with or how you identify. This is simply about two men exploring the toxicity of their friendship and finding a way to rip that away and get themselves on a pier and just have a good time, have a nice afternoon, nice. Coney Island style. I do have um, a sort of sailor, like naval kind of um, jacket. Great. You're halfway there. Okay. You can wear that until the photo and then you can just take that off quickly for the photo and then pop it, pop it right back right. on. That'll be great for the day, for okay. the afternoon. I have little hats for you. You know, Ebony, maybe we should be psychoanalyzing you. That's because not how it works. what the hell are you talking about That's being obsessed with this photo on a dock with Mike and I having our shirts off? The photo's not for me. The photo is for you. It's merely a benchmark to show how yeah. far you've come as friends and there's nothing that says male friendship more than a photo of two men shirtless arm in arm eating ice creams on a pier. Well, when have you been on a pier? Well, I've been, I take all the photos, so dozens of times. Oh, really? I've dozens of duos of men. Are there any famous duos that we know about of, of buddies that you've helped, um, you know, find peace with each other? Yes. Um, oh, gosh, there's a few. Well, there's a few famous ones from uh, Toronto. Uh, gosh. Um, are you familiar with the band Bare Naked Ladies? Yes, Mike we are. Mike is. Well, I... I actually did a very special case. I had to help the lead singer of the Bare Naked Ladies, Stephen Page, work on his friendship with the rest of the band. Right, because they kicked him out, so that must have caused a little I, bit that of bad was a blood. Bit of a, let, let me tell you, there was a lot of nipples out that day. Oh, as we just, started, But that peer picture is one of my favorites. I'm just imagining the array of different nipples on display that Not day. Not what you'd expect. There are Not about seven or eight members in that band, so that's upwards 12. of There's 12 members nipples. of Bare Naked Ladies. Oh, really? Wow. Who yeah. had the best nipples in nipples. that crew? 24 nipples. What was the bass player's name, the stand-up bass player's name, that red-headed guy? Jim Cregan. Yeah, I bet he yeah. had some wild... Jim Cregan has a dynamite nips. set of nipples. Really? Yeah, but they're not as even as you'd think. Well, ah. introduce them to Mike. Come on. Well, his are technically symmetrical. They're just close yeah, together. That's true. They do say that bass players always have the freakiest nipples, but maybe that is what makes them so talented. I don't know. I'm I've only a- worked with a few bass players in my career. Well, at one point, I had to work with dueling bass players. You've heard of dueling banjos. You should have seen this. Oh, God. They're both competing to be in the same... Uh, they're both competing for Thursday night at the Rex. Wow. And a jazz band situation, kind of a, a stand-in kind of thing, and they were best. They had been best friends, but they both wanted to play stand-up bass wow. as part of a jazz trio at the Rex, and they needed to really work some stuff out, both with their basses and their nipples and each other, and they did. So, is dueling bass like? Wow, yeah. that's kind of cool. And that became their act, actually. Imagine how the movie Deliverance now they play would have on been different if instead of the banjos it had been dueling bass players. Would have been jazzier, I'll tell you that. Yeah, and, and then you know. it would have changed maybe the, that awful scene. 
Oh, yeah, squeal like a pig. Yeah, yeah, if I had gotten my hands on all those men at the beginning of that movie, let me tell you, it would not have ended the same. <laughs> I believe No one would have been asked to squeal. on some pier with you taking a photo of it. Well, no one would have been squealing except for out of joy because, you know, it's like they have Ferris wheels. Oh. There's like Coney Island type place I know about that we can go to to take the pictures. What is this place I'm you in. keep talking about? Where is it? It's near Wasega Beach. I'll give you directions. Google Maps. Okay, I've gone clubbing on Wasega Beach and I've, I have girlfriends there. So, I don't know what you're talking about. Well, it's about. a little mom and pop around Hidden Gem, but that's not what we're here to talk about today. The photo's a done deal. That's taken care of. What we have to do is get you to being comfortable to take that photo. That's what my work is all about. Well, gentlemen, there's obviously a lot of tension here and a lot of pain. Um, it's a pretty unique things about the two of you. But like I said, I've helped Stephen Page and the best rest of the Bare Naked Ladies fix our friendship. I've helped... To the two dueling bassists, which um, I'm also their manager now, and they have some tour dates coming up. I can share those with you later. Oh, really? I've helped um, uh, Mayor Mel Lastman and the the Oliver's Jewels become better friends. They uh, what? They became they, they were, were enemies. They were enemies for a while. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Well, their commercials had a similar tone, and that really? kind of. Uh, I can see that. You know, there was a sense that, you know, which of these, you know, people were getting them confused in a way. People were taking their golds to the bad boy stores. People oh. were trying to buy furniture oh. from Oliver. For our listeners who don't know, Mayor Mel Lastman was a mayor of Toronto and he had a furniture store he did ads for. And bad Russ, boy. Bad boy. And Russell Oliver is a uh, used jewelry salesman who does ads here in Toronto. Famously, I'm the cash man. I'll give you money for your gold. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But it was starting because there was, and then the bad boy one was nobody. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it started to be a, and at one point they bought the same bus ad space and a fist fight broke out. It was kind of like an East Coast, West Coast hip hop thing. It's exactly like that. Except with two elderly Business owners in Toronto. And I don't think I need to tell you which one was Biggie and which one was Tupac, because I think you get it. Yes. I think I you get it. Well, think about it. Oh, I, I get, get it. it. I get it. Right? Yeah. So let's just say I've helped some pretty big stars get their friendships back on track, and I'm I can impressed. certainly help you with yours, but this is the big test, okay? If, I'm willing to do anything. Are you, will, are you willing to do anything, James? Are I you guess. willing to do anything to pro- heal the damage of your male special friendship? I mean, within reason, sure. I mean, we never really had best a friends in the forever. I'll BFFs. do anything. I mean, no, but we didn't even. Ha- We've never had a friendship, but I'll do this for the sake of the podcast. Okay, as long as you're doing it for the sake of something. Okay. Okay, so I'd like you both to stand, oh. and I'd like you to stand back mm-hmm. to back, okay. and I'd like you to press your palms together. Oh, I hate right. this. Oh, okay. your palms are kind of—they feel sweaty. That must be from the steroids yes, and how your obviously. body is. Uh, producing more sweat than the average body. Yes, well, obviously that's... And how do Michael's hands feel? Dry, like a dead body? It's healthy to have dry hands. So you could say maybe you need each other. Someone's a little too moist. Someone's a little too chapped. Right. Okay? That's a cycle. You're already starting a bond. Now, James... I want you to imagine Michael as your father figure. And Michael... Yes! Yes! I want you to imagine yourself (laughs) as James's son. Oh, shit. Yeah. Little Pavel. Yeah, think about that. Who's Pavel? Pavel is my son. He lives in Miami with my ex, who I do not want to talk about either. Wow. Well, I wish we had more time, but we will circle back to that. But for now, this is about you. Okay? So, James, I want you to think, I want you to say Papa to Michael. Say Papa. Uh, I, oh, I love this. I love this. Fine. <sighs> Papa. <laughs> Can you say it with a little more conviction? Papa. Okay, now say it softly. Uh, Papa. Now whisper it. Papa. That's a Very, good boy. That was That's good. my son. Okay, now, Michael, I want you to call James Daddy. What? I refuse on principle to call this man Daddy. He called you Papa. It's time to call him Daddy. Oh, this shit. is how you begin to heal. There's no way out for me now. I have almost a degree. You need to trust me in this. All right. All right. I trust you. All right, <clears throat> what do I do? I call him Daddy. Daddy. So let me pull out my phone. Hey, Dad. No, you can't record no. this. Can I record you this? No, pull- you need to keep your palms touching at all times during the exercise. I yeah. want put to your get phone put- back in your pocket. I want that on Insta. Put your phone Mike's back in your pocket. You're my daddy. Put your phone back in your pocket. Fine. Touch palms again. Oh, creep. Do you feel that connection? No. 
Do you feel his dry, dry hands against yes. your wet, wet, wet ones? I feel yes. his wet ones are even wetter Okay, than you're connected again. One more time, I want you to call him Papa because you broke the seal. Oh, oh God. <laughs> Papa. Very good. That was nice. Now, Michael. Daddy. Okay, say it louder. <laughs> D- Daddy. Say it louder. Daddy. Can you sing it? Daddy. Okay. That was beautiful. I don't know if I should go up at the end there. That was beautiful. Are Adding an Jeff extra Buckley? note means you extra care. Thank That's you. what they say. And I'm glad you brought up that because now what I want you both to do is you press your palms together and your backsides. I want you to... And our backsides? Well, because you're standing back to back. Yeah. Don't... Okay. This is... there. This is... This is medicine. Okay? Now, I want you to both sing a note and, and I want you to find the harmony in that note together. Ready? On the count of three. One, two, three. So... Weird. We both said so at the same time. Well, that's the next part of the exercise, so I'm glad you did that. Okay. Now, I want you to try, because you're both feeling alone, I want you to try singing So No One. Okay? Try to find the harmony in So No One. Those are the words I want you to sing. Okay. This is weird, but fine. So no one. Okay, that went into bad. kind of a minor key, but that's mm-hmm. okay. We're gonna keep exploring it. Ready? Can you can you try doing that in a major key first? So no one. <clears throat> so no one. Very good. Very good. Now, this is about life and about sharing your life together. So the next words I want you to add are so no one told you life. This is very strange, but okay, I, I I'll do it. So no one told you life was going. gonna be this way. Yes! Your job's a joke, you're broke. Your love life's DOA. Just let the lyrics come. Just let them come to you. It's like you're always stuck in second gear. Beautiful. When it hasn't been your day, your week, your month, or even your year. Now let's pick up the pace on the chorus. I'll be there for you. Starts to fall. I'll be there with confidence for you, like you've been there before. I'll be there for you. You'll be there for me too. That was. Did you feel that? Now I have I to tell sick. you both something. <laughs> I feel sick. Oh, God, you're both laughing. Sick. You're yeah. both smiling, oh. sort of. And you know what? I know you guys couldn't tell at the time because you went into a kind of fugue state. But yeah. that song, that song, is the theme song to a little TV show called Friends. No. Friends TV oh. show. Friends. Oh my God! It is. I hate I this. I didn't even know what. I, I was like an out of body experience. You know what I mean? Yes, I didn't know exactly. What was you both left your bodies to become one body, the body of friends. Oh. You two are friends now. I Put feel, her there. Did you see how that worked? Oh, I feel really weird. That was beautiful. You can step away. You don't need to keep touching oh. palms now if you want to step God. away. But I love that you stayed pressed together. Oh. Oh, I feel take... like our bodies merged, and as the Spice Girls once said, two became one. Yes. I don't feel good as about friends. This. As friends. As perfect oh. friends. And whatever else you want it to be. I'm not discouraging you from exploring that, but I'm simply saying that this is about healing the toxicity of male friendship. And I think you've done that by literally and spontaneously pressing your palms together and singing the entire opening theme song from the television show Friends 1991 to 2008 syndicated worldwide. Is that really how long it ran? I think roughly, yeah. Oh, wow. There's no way that was on for 17 years, I just want to say. Look, well, she did say she's not a, a licensed soft, doctor. So I'm not a licensed doctor of TV or therapy, right? but I think I did something special here <laughs> well, today. Well said, well said. Uh, wow, I feel high. I feel high. <laughs> I think I need a glass of water. I feel a bit weird. Can we take a I break? I think I need a glass of wine. <laughs> oh. Yeah, let's get loose, guys. Now, that's the, this, now we're at the fun part. Yes. Or you can cut really cut loose and have some fun. I love this. Why don't we take a break and come back with our final segment? God, that was special. 
Welcome back to the podcast. We're here with our guest, Ebony Rosen. Thanks Hello. for being here. Thank you, Ebony. Ebony. Thank you. And um, listeners will know that the last segment of the episode is when we play a game. These often go viral. Um, Very viral. Yeah, too, almost too viral. Too viral. Uh, stop, stop making them go so viral. I <laughs> had a flu shot. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we've got a game queued up here, and, and it was actually suggested to us by our guest, Ebony Rosen. Ebony, uh, why don't you explain the game we're going to play? Okay, well, there, in a lot of ancient cultures depicting male friendship, um, a common thing is to play a game that is a, a, a lighthearted test of male strength. And I thought it would be fun, especially on a podcast, on a listening-based kind of medium, mm-hmm. for all of us to see how long we can hold our breath. Because that is something that this goes back to ancient. There are hieroglyphs of two best male friends facing each other in profile, both holding their breath to see how long they can do it. They're holding hands and holding breaths. Wow. And that's how you know that they're friends. They have fox heads and it's beautiful. So we're part of a continuum. You're part of a continuum of this male friendship that dates back to thousands, you know, BCE. It goes back really far. Now, did you? When did Jesus live? Did he live before the Egyptians, or did he live after? He lived I after. There were still uh, people living in Egypt when, and there still are actually people living in Egypt. But no. yes, it's wow. still a country, believe okay. it or not, and it is lousy with male friends. I got to tell you, oh. I went once. I'd love to after visit. my birthright trip, and it was oof, there was just men friends everywhere. It was beautiful to witness. Um, they're one of the first progenitors of male friendships. But Jesus came in, you know, in a time that was after ancient Egypt, but before current Egypt. All right. I just want to ask you, uh, something caught my interest there. You said that you went on a birthright trip, so I'm assuming you are a Jewish woman. I am. So you don't uh, worship Christ uh, the Lord, because I Not do. Not in the I'm traditional a Catholic way. That's okay. Man, and I worship Christ the Lord, but you don't worship him. Who do you worship, James? Um, George Washington on a dollar bill, baby. Well, okay. Well, we, he was an he was a he was an important president. No, so. I mean I'm money. I, I'm a, I'm all about. Well, money. I think it's strange to worship politicians, but I'm glad you picked one with such um eco integrity. All right. Well, should we do this damn thing? Yes. Let's. Okay. And now I, I'm gonna I'm gonna do it too, but I want you two to stare into each other's hey, eyes. But you're not you a guy. <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> I'm certainly not. I just help yeah. them become better friends. But I am gonna play. If that's okay. Yeah, of course. Sure. Of course. Of course. Sure. Of course. Of course. Yeah. Thank I think I'm you. gonna win. Okay. Well, I'm gonna win. it's not about winning. It's about <clears throat> winning at friendship. Here we go. Right. Okay. Ready? Let's do a countdown to holding our breath. Three, <laughs> two, one, go. <gasps> I wasn't good at that at all. But you two are both doing great, and I love the way you're staring into each other's eyes. Ooh, a smoldering, smoldering friendship. <laughs> oh, God oh James. It. You know what? It's the steroids. It's the steroids. I realize because it makes my heart beat fast. Oh. So my blood pumps fast. And I have to take a. I have to take, take like twice the amount of breaths. Is that why your nipples bleed so much? Yeah, it's the steroids and the smoking as well. I smoke oh, a lot. Yeah. Damn it, that sucks. I thought I'd be really good at that. Why were you so bad at that? Well, you know what? It's not about me. It's about male friends, and I was just here to sort of show you how, and then kind of to sit back and okay, let you two do on, it. Okay, come on though. You you only hold your breath for like five seconds. Well, I have a I have a condition, but it's not okay. I only have half one, half of one lung. Um, Mike is still holding his breath. Mike has two full That's... hearty ones under those conjoined nipples. I think, though, he is breathing not at all. Yeah, I, I'll give it to you, Mike. That's impressive that you're that you're still holding your breath. It has been third. I don't know, 30 seconds or a minute by now? That's Put a, a that's hole in my impressive. heart, which I have, because he is doing it. Yeah, that's impressive. Yeah. Um, that's part of why they didn't let me into medical school, actually. Oh, really? Yeah, they make you do an x-ray, sort of like the army. I, most people don't know that, but they kind of looked at my insides and thought, oh, she's not going to last. She, we don't want her flopping down on our patients. Well, why so. did you do the, the game with us? You should have sort of bowed well, out. You just wanted to test it? I wanted to test it and see if I could do it, and this seemed like a safe space. I always like to test it every once in a while. Yeah, fair enough. But um, Michael, you are really going for it. Mike looks a bit uh, red-faced. Yeah, um, it's- you can take a breath, dude. Like, yeah, it's you okay. Won. You won. It's and it's all about... I mean, you've already won because you sang that beautiful song together. No, so you don't... And, he, and it, it's okay. It, it's not... You don't have to take competition away from everything. He won. He won the competition. He's he's won. This is beautiful that you're admitting this. Well, this is really I mean, a special moment credit for Credit where credit's due. He seems to almost be smiling. It's under that purple hue. I don't know if he's smiling or like grimacing or... I hate how his eyes are open. Yeah, they're... 
open too wide. Mike, too wide. Breathe. Mike, breathe. You can take a breath now, honey. It's okay. Mike, breathe. breathe. Mike. Michael. Michael. <laughs> Michael. Oh, shit. Oh, God. That's oh, blood. Oh, shit. He, he's on the ground. <laughs> he's okay. He's coughed up down. a little bit of blood. We got Podcast a man down. man down. Okay. Well, I'm going to I'm gonna text 911 at the very least because I think someone should come. Hey, he's fine. I mean, you can't... <laughs> Get sick from holding. I mean, your you're breath. his best friend. You would know about his. I'm not his health. best friend. Are you kidding me? Today that you are, James. No, we're not. What is his medical history like? Is this normal? I don't fucking no. I don't know. <coughs> I mean, he's caring for a six-year-old woman, so that would imply that he has some medical knowledge. Oh, I'm so hungry. Do you want to get some food? I can eat. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Should we just? I'll get a little blanket for him while you wrap up. Yeah. Get. I don't know. Get him a blanket, and then there is. Uh, there's like sushi nearby. I like sushi. Okay. <coughs> Not supposed to eat shellfish, but I can eat the regular sushi. Oh, first. right. Of course. The Jewish yeah. thing, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, why don't we wrap up the podcast? You and I will get some a bite. Um, okay. And we'll Mike. just, we'll check on Mike after. We'll check on yeah, Mike after. I'll, yeah. Check on him later. Uh, Mike's, Mike's on the ground here, so he can't say bye to everybody. Michael's but... waving. He's waving. He's trying to wave. No, I think that's his muscle twitch. He's <laughs> muscle twitching there. But um, we'll say goodbye to everybody thanks very much for listening to the podcast thanks to Mike our co-host thank you Ebony Rosen for joining us thank you for having me and showing me the beauty that can exist between two male friends um, and thanks so much for listening we'll, we'll be uh, presumably back next week see you all on the pier Oh uh-huh.